Here we go. It's Saturday night, Las Vegas. Welcome on into Heatwave Sports, Fox Sports Radio, 98.9 FM, 1340 AM. This is the biggest show of the year. I say that about every show, but this is really the biggest show of the year. It's the Super Bowl preview show, Super Bowl 58, here in Las Vegas over at Allegiant Stadium tomorrow afternoon. And we're going to have the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers doing their thing. I'm Tim Willsby along with Mateo here in the Heatwave Sports Studio. And I'll tell a story about this here in a second with, with our uh, esteemed guest tonight. Let me welcome in on my partner right now, though, all the way over in New York. He's not here with us tonight, but he'll be here next month. Mr. Tom Barton, Tom Barton Sports. Tommy, we're here. The two-hour extravaganza. Looks like we lost him real quick, but let me introduce the rest of the cast and characters here tonight to my immediate right. Heatwave Sports own Mr. Chris Wynn. Chris, big, big weekend. Oh, we're fired up, folks. Uh, good time to hop in with the Heatwave Sports family. Tim, you, Tommy, of course, Armando, and, and uh, Matt Visca. Happy birthday to Matt Visca, by the way. The yeah. big, uh, it's the fifth decade. All right. So we got to toss it out to him, though, but uh, no question about it. History in the making, right, Tim Ugglesby? When you talk about Super Bowl 58, Kansas City taking on the San Francisco 49ers, it's going to be uh, a spectacle by any stretch of the imagination, going down at Allegiant Stadium tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of sit back and, and kind of soak it all in uh, as a bitter Detroit Lions fan, as you can imagine. But uh, you know what? Hey, uh, it's still going to be an opportunity to see history being made here in Las Vegas. And so uh, it's certainly going to be spectacular to see all around. The fun thing about this show is we get characters that have been involved with Heatwave Sports over the last decade plus that – they're going to call in. They're going to show up. They're going to give their analysis, their predictions, all the great things. Because what unites us, NFL football, and what really unites us is the Super Bowl. Chris said it. Loyal listener, Matt Visca in the studio with us tonight. Uh, big 5-0, brother. Happy birthday, man. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. So, Matty, Glad to be here. Matty will join us in tonight. The original, the original producer of the show. All the way back in 1963, Mr. Armando Vasquez. What up, what up? What's going on? <laughs> hey, can I get a little more enthusiasm out of, out of you? I mean, come on, you sound like you're half Armando, dead here. Come on now, are you kidding right there, me? Man. Well, let me just lean back here and just say, yeah, it's a, what a great, the Super Bowl's in Vegas. Dude, the Super Bowl's in You've yes. been here long enough, for, as long as I've been, where. We were never going to get the Super Bowl. We were never going to get a, a football team. We were the, the NFL hates us. And, and you're sitting here nonchalantly talking about, oh, history in the making. Come on, you're he, killing me. He just got up from a nap, man. And, and he's so right, too, though. But, uh, yeah, as you can point out, right, we've been on the, I've been, we've been on the airways, right, guys, for a long time yeah. here in Las Vegas. And, uh, well, you, I'm tired of listening to you everywhere I turn. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to hear you no more. But you, Armando, you know the deal, man. It, like, there was, a, like, there was no. a time and place in this town where the thought of a Super Bowl coming yes. to Las Vegas is, was absurd. Right? Oh, look at that. There now was a time, there was a time in Vegas where the thought that there would be an NFL franchise in this town was completely absurd. Right? Correct. The idea that the NHL would have a Stanley Cup champion or just an NHL franchise in town, Correct. absurd. Right? Uh, WNBA team in town? Get out of here. Never going to happen. Oh, yeah, by the way, two-time defending WNBA champion. 
And I mean, come on, man. Like it, it was it, yes. So tomorrow's going to be a culmination, guys. All right, of really a dream, sports dream come true for Vegas. Let's put it that way, right? Most definitely. Yeah. Is that well, excitement I'm right like, there? Yeah. So I'm wait. I finally woke up from my nap a little bit. Right, I'm, I'm, fired I'm very up. happy about this. I'm getting amped up. Okay. <laughs> even even though he, he's you know he's sporting L.A. Rams action, a team that we did knock off in the playoffs this year. But that's all right. And Boise State should be fine this year. Matthew Stafford let you guys beat us. That's all. That's that's why. Guys, let's go to the Heat Wave Hotline. Tom Barton, TomBartonSports.com. Tommy, the extravaganza is here, the two-hour edition. You've already heard some of the characters in the studio. It's already started, Mr. Barton. I know you're ready to hit hit it hard, baby. Let's do it. We got a little Tommy action. There he is. I got you guys here. And, you know, know, I'm having a little technical difficulties, obviously. Can you guys hear me loud and clear? You're good now. No technical difficulties at all, baby. All right, that's good, guys. Good, good, good stuff. Yeah, listen, uh, I didn't hear what you guys opened it up with. I am pumped up, really, really pumped up for this Super Bowl. And I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't have a team I'm rooting for. I don't have a team that I'm even betting on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm tired of hearing you say that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> How often have you to come on here in these airways on Super Bowl and tell me that? Everyone. Every, thank you. Everyone. Everyone. Come on. You don't have, yes, you do. Come on. Pick a side. Are you going with Taylor Swift or are you going with, uh, you know, the Niners? Oh, listen, I don't hate Taylor Swift like everybody else seems to hate. I, I, I think she's a, a misguided young girl. That, I used to like her music if you want to go down that road. But, no, I don't hate her. I, I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. I don't like Travis Kelsey. But, and I do like some of the Niners. Listen, I like McCaffrey. I like Brock, Brock Purdy. I think it's impossibly hard to root against the Niners. But this isn't because I'm a rah-rah Niners guy. It's not even like I said. You said every year, Armando, and it's true. Every year I go, eh, you know what? I don't love one of the teams here, but I make money every year because you don't have to love one of the teams. And it's the beauty of the Super Bowl. You're going to kind of find something to root for, something to bet on, right? So technically, Tommy, you're going to have a dog in the fight because you're going to have a little you know, bank account action when it comes to the game. So there, it's not, you know, look, we understand you're not going to be a fan of either team, but you definitely will have an interest, to say the least, when it comes to who comes out on top in this Super Bowl 58. And then to let you how we started up, Tommy, it was me chastising um, Chris over here yeah. for being so, uh, you know, uh, nonchalant, yeah. be, be laid back about, oh, yeah. how there's a Super Bowl in town and who cares? And I'm like, <laughs> me, we've, we've, been, we've been here together a yeah. long time, and yeah. we know that there was, there was a time period where – there was never going to be an NFL team. There was never going to be any any kind of major league sports. And now we got everything. Everything. Yep. Well, listen, if, if uh, Chris's pictures today were any indication, he was hanging out with the big <laughs> leagues today, man. He was hanging out with, with celebs. So, you know, maybe he's a little highbrow now, Armando. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, Chris no, is living true, the good but, life, uh, man. I, I'm, I'm not taking it. I'm, I don't accept it. It's like, <laughs> I'm there. Yeah, this is not, you know, this, this is, you know, in, what, 18 hours we're going to be up uh, – Pounding some cold ones and uh, enjoying a game that's in our backyard. 
But Tommy is correct, and the social media will be hit up soon, gentlemen, and it will look like a spectacle a little bit when it came to Has it stopped the, Saturday, <laughs> the Saturday before the Super Bowl for C-Win as I was down on the Las Vegas Strip. So, Tommy, you are correct. He doesn't have young children yes. around, or, you know, uh, young adults. Yeah, I, that is a, that is a, that is a difference heard, in my lifestyle I do have, yes, yeah, no, than I do. All I've heard of is, oh, hey, Justin Bieber's in town. Oh, uh, so-and-so is in town. Oh, uh, Taylor Swift is halfway to, you know, yeah. to, around the world, and she's almost here. I mean, I'm, what? Armando hang, hanging out with that. hanging out with boy band former boy band members hanging yeah, out man. with celebs former NFL players oh yeah it was uh, it, it was a, no, it was I'm an sure. interesting day. <laughs> I mean, social media does not stop <laughs> at all. How, how you guys how you guys liking that traffic though? Uh, as long as you're uh, walking, you're fine. There was, there's just been videos upon videos upon videos of the traffic at the uh, at the corners, and I'm going. I mean, come on! I, you know, we've been there for New Year's. We've seen it. We've said, hey, look, it's an event. It's what you have to deal with if you want to survive. I, I think it's perfectly fine. Let me ask you this, Chris: You work on the strip, yeah, and you've worked most of the week, right? How, has it been a steady build, or is it just like everybody was here Wednesday, or and now it's just ridiculous? Yeah, it's been a pretty consistent, uh, you know, a situation in which people are coming into town. You, I mean, it's it is loaded to the loaded for bear when it comes to Niners fans. Kansas City Chiefs fans, obviously, but just NFL fans really coming into town. Um, it it doesn't hurt at all either that you have the spear going the sphere going strong now too. Right. And U two's been in town all week as well. So with that, with all that you know, surrounding that, and of course all the parties going on, everything it really is a little bit like the two thousand seven NBA All Star Game weekend. Now look, we we had some issues when it came to the hospitality aspect of it, right? Some of the restaurants and bars. Had some, let's put it that way, some developing situations when it came to that. But uh, it's been, been pretty clean. The one drawback, right, gentlemen, has been what? The weather, right? It has not been Vegas weather, Tommy Barton, here in town for the entire week. It's been kind of wild. A yeah. little, uh, little cloudy, a little rainy, a little different. Little cold, but uh, good. Good. But now take fine. the roof off and let's play some real yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. this nice little confined inside a gym type of football. Spoken like a guy that uh, won't come to Vegas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> next month, next month, Tommy. I- I've heard that the past three years. Armando, I just keep producing kids. What do you want me to do here? <laughs> Yo, brother, <laughs> you, I, you know how that is. Congratulations! I was going to wait for a while. He's been pregnant for like six years. It feels like. Jeez, Arm- Armando, you just alluded to it, man. He's got those res- those family responsibilities, man. It's not it's not like the old Tommy Barton who can come run into the town, hang out with us, right? Hang no, out no, with, no, no, no. with he, Tim he, and see when and make I've a run. Actually- Run down north of uh, of uh, Las Vegas Boulevard downtown. We I've all know actually, what we're talking wait, about. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've actually picked him up, and he had his baby monitor, his video right there. Uh, I mean, he's uh, checking out things. Like that. that was just one time, but I mean, I've seen it done. So yeah. come on now. Yeah. All right, all right, guys. This is how the show works. We're gonna obviously break this game down. Everybody's gonna give an opinion, a prediction, a prop play if they want. But uh, if you want to join in on the fun tonight, eight seven six thirteen forty over on the Heat Wave Hotline. At Tom Barton Sports over on X, at HW Sports over on X. And Tom, let's start it out with um, just, okay, before we even get into the basics of the game, I'll give you, we were talking online earlier, and uh, the line now is Kansas City plus one and a half. That's the last one I just saw here. In fact, recently, uh, I was at, I was at my, my job. One of the managers came in. He's like, sorry, I'm late. I had to go bet on the game. Usually, 
being late is not an acceptable thing. But as long as you're, you know, you're betting on a sports event, especially when it comes to Super Bowl in Las Vegas, I'll take that. Uh, by the way, that was Chris Armando, just so you know. No. I know. Color me blind, right? But that was him. Uh, one and a half Tom Niners are favored. 47 and a half is the total. So this thing has went from two and a half down to uh, two, down to one and a half, back up to two, wherever we're deciding on where you're betting it at. So is this a influx of, of the Taylor Swift money coming in? Is that why this move, Tom? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I sat here two weeks ago with you, two of the Sunday after we knew who was going to the Super Bowl, and it opened up at uh, you know two and a half for a very brief moment. There were people saying that they could find threes out there, and I never found them, uh, but two and a half. And we talked about it, and I said, I think before game, day, game time, I, I think we're going to see a kickoff a one. I thought we'd see a one. Um, and then as the week went on and it went down to two and then back up to two and a half and then down to two and then back, I said, you know what, I'm giving up my one dream. It doesn't really matter. I think I think that we've settled in and this is going to go off at two, but you're telling me it's one and a half. And I think that we're underestimating the ticket count. You know, talking to uh, sportsbook directors around the country and listening to what they're saying and looking at their tweets and looking at, uh, you know, the reports coming out, the big time money is all coming in on San Francisco. All the big money's coming in on San Francisco. You want to call it sharps coming in? I don't care. Um, I, I think it's really, truly the true football fan, the guy that's looking at X and O's, the guy that's looking at matchups, that is going with San Francisco. On the other side, the massive, we're talking about nearly 80% ticket count in most books around the country are coming in for Kansas City. And they're coming in for Kansas City. When I say ticket count, because 100 bucks here, 100 bucks there, 100 bucks here, 100 bucks there. Yeah, that's what's going on. Everybody who's anybody is going there and t- saying, hey, how am I betting against Patrick Mahomes? Hey, you know what? Oh, you know what? I'm getting points for Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I'm going to bet with Kelsey. You call them the Swifties. It's not even the Swifties. It's the team that's consistently there. It's the Mahomes, if you want to call them that, too. Right? It's the Reed fanatics. So it's, it's all of it. Kansas City isn't just you know the Swifties. I mean, sure, that adds to it. But it's also everyone wants to make a bet on the Super Bowl. Well, you know Mahomes, you know Kelsey, you know that they've been there, you know the underdog role, you know Andy Reid, uh, and now you throw in the Taylor Swift thing, and you will get those tickets. Anybody that's going up to a blackjack table or walking away with money is walking up to the table and saying, I'll take, I'll take Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Right? I mean, that's what they're doing, so you're going to get a lot of tickets going that way. It's the money that had offset it and really not moved the line. I wonder if we're going to see a massive influx tomorrow, because the one thing we do know is that public betters, guys that, uh, and, and women that aren't familiar with it, they're going to think that they can get a bet in like an hour before the, the kickoff tomorrow, and that's going to be the influx of money. Now, Tommy, uh, am I the only one here that thinks that, I mean, you talk about Taylor Swift and all this. The, I'm the one. She's the one that ruined the script already. Shouldn't it have been the 49ers and the Ravens? I mean, look at the logo. I mean, every, every all this crazy nonsense that, and she ended up changing the script. I mean, All right, so let's, let, let's stop the show, and let's talk for a moment about the aliens that landed in, in Las Vegas. Am I the only one that believes it? We know Joe Biden stole the election, right? But I think he's wearing a mask. I don't even think, I think Joe Biden, that's not really Joe Biden. Uh, let's talk about uh, uh, the Putin puppet over there. Yes. How many yes. conspiracy theories yes. you want to go with the color of the Super Bowl? Come on, Armando. Come you don't on, really believe on. that it's conspiracy a, theory. Uh, the house, all, all my money, all my house. It's all going on Kansas City. They're 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 game to win. They're they're they're, th- they're going to thank uh, Taylor Swift for bringing all her people with her, and all the ratings bonanza that's going to go up. It's the, the money's on the Chiefs. 
Well, wait a minute. Look, if if he got, let's go down that conspiracy theory, and, and let's have a little fun with it. I am having fun with it, but but it is true. If they I win, really believe it. Does, wait, 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 listen, Armando. If if the Chiefs win, does the NFL really make more money? Do TV networks make more money? No, they just have to get there. They're not making more money. We're talking about if making money. Lose, I'm talking about getting ratings. Yeah, but, but it doesn't matter. They're already going to get ratings because people are watching. Yeah, There's but they're no going to triple it with the, all these They've already accomplished their goal. Again, again, you're, you're, little Tommy's still too little, but I have teenagers. And when you hear teenagers talking about who's your favorite you know, uh, player, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but is that going to change with a loss? They're not going to jump ship. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that it's, I'm just saying that the NFL has it set up Right now, for the Chiefs to win. That's just me. That's just me talking. Nobody else. Oh, Armando, you can't be a sports fan and think <laughs> that a game is rigged. Come on now. <laughs> what do you mean a sports fan? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I'm a realist. But, but Tim, certainly back to what Tommy was saying, right, and what you guys were talking about, as far as the line. So, Tommy, Tim, what's the deal here? Is there a possibility that we could see a line maybe move like half a point uh, to Armando's point? Like, are, Is there going to be a situation in the next, what, Till kickoff 17 hours away, are we going to see an influx of people heading to the window and betting the Kansas City Chiefs money line, which is uh, you know a direction that I'm looking at right now, uh, and and possibly you're going to bring this down to a one or maybe even lower. Yeah, she's not here yet. She might be, she might make a, a million dollar bet. Come on now, <laughs> Chris. Here's the thing, real quick. Yeah. I, I want him to answer that, but here's yeah. the thing, Chris. They're not, and this is going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> going to get a lot of people upset at me, but I'm being honest. They're not smart enough to even take the money line. They're just taking the two. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the truth. Uh, that, this is not an opinion, guys. This is a ticket count. Well, right? that's, see, that's a, Tommy, two. that's a thing. I think about this, and look, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be Captain Obvious here for you. Okay, so you, know, you, you really think it's going to land on a number where they lose the game by a point or two? You know what I mean? No. Every, people that are betting Kansas City are a, thinking a, that the Chiefs are going to win. So I'm gonna, yeah. How to bet. yeah, exactly. So I'm taking the juice on that. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm not going I'm not going to, you know, uh, take Kansas City plus two because they're going to lose 33 to 32. You know what I mean? So because, I mean, because that's you've the made a bet before in your life. Right. right. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> it would be different if it was plus three and you're looking at like a, a field goal situation. But uh, to Tom's point, and it is strictly not because they don't know what – I'm going to try to phrase this so I don't get in a lot of trouble either. <laughs> they just don't – right, Tom? They just don't follow it like that. So in their mind, they're just taking, oh, I get points plus that? I'm just going to bet it because I'll give you a perfect example is my daughter's mother and her sister went to Durango Resort tonight, and they bet on the Chiefs. What did they tell the guy at the ticket counter? I want to bet on Taylor Swift's team. That's yep. what they told her. <laughs> oh man, hundred yeah. percent. But that's not, that's everybody. So though. Tim, this is Tim. This is the phrasing that is being used by uh, by millions of uh, of uh, novice betters. Let's put it 100%, that way. Hundred percent, man. Female novice yeah. betters. Yes. So Tim, wow. they, this is uh, Matt. How you doing, Tom? Matt here. Hey, what's going on, Matt? How you doing? Uh, how you been? Good. I was going to ask Tim. So did they bet the money line or against the no, spread? No, they got no. the points. Okay. They took the points. Yeah. Okay. So they're getting yeah. the plus two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they said we want to Kansas City. They gave them the plus two. <laughs> right. right. One ten to one. And, and wouldn't it be funny if we all sit here tomorrow and, and they lose uh, 28 26 or yeah. something, right? And we're all like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. I was telling Tim, guys, I was telling Tim about this. One of the sports book yep. directors in town, and I, I actually forgot who, and I try to give credit to them. One of the sports book directors in town actually said um, that the Niners' futures bet are really killing them if the Niners cash. And everyone's taking the Chiefs plus the points. It's everybody taking the So he said, if the Niners win by one, worst, worst weekend that they'll ever have for the sports books. <laughs> 
But what's a beautiful thing, guys, right, about the Super Bowl, Tommy, you can speak to this too, right, is the alternatives, right? It's the alternative lines. It's an opportunity that you don't get uh, even in some of the championship games, right, and playoff games. And, of course, in the regular season where you have an option to bet teams to win by a certain amount or to, you know, keep the game within a certain amount, right, Tommy? So that, that's something that is going to make this interesting when it comes to the matchup here between Kansas City and San Francisco. I think that this is the perfect opportunity to take advantage there. It is a really good opportunity for smart bettors, I say this every Super Bowl, to find the mistakes because there are them. There are mistakes. Is there a mistake in the total? Maybe not. Is there a mistake in the line? Maybe not. Is there a mistake in Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes passing yards? Yeah, maybe not. But go, go into, like, sheet five or six, you know, and find the prop plays. Find the alternatives, like you said. Find the differing lines. You can find mistakes. Hmm. Care to put, put one out there yet? <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch for you guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's yeah, jump in. I'll, so I'll give you my first one of the night, right? Okay. It's my oh. free play that I was going to give later on, so we'll re- re- rehash it. But just to give you an idea, everybody's looking at over 47 and a half. Is it going to be over? Is it going to be under? What do we do? Who knows? You know, Do you know in the second half you could bet it before the game starts? I like the under 24 and a half. I think I, right there... Just from a perspective of, I, bought, I just made myself a point. Because I'm not betting 47.5 under, or the 48. I actually have, what do I have? I got a 49. Right? So I just bought myself on a value perspective. I actually have a one-point or even a two-point swing because I like the second-half number. That's just an idea of how you can manipulate the line during Super Bowl time. We talked about betting philosophies, right, guys, as far as, like, each team and kind of the motivation, right? How much does it come into play, Tommy and Tim, when it comes to recent history, guys, right? Obviously, when you look at the San Francisco 49ers, two games by the skin of their teeth in the playoffs to get into the Super Bowl, right? And then you see a team like Kansas City, and uh, the idea is, oh, you know, they, they come home, they play that, uh, that weather-crazy weather game against the Miami Dolphins, get the win. They go on the road, beat the Buffalo Bills, get the win, beat Matt Visca's Buffalo Bills. Uh, then, thanks for reminding me. Then they go on the road, and they beat Tim Uglesby's Baltimore Ravens on the road. Yep. So, Tommy, you know, what does recent history mean when we take a look at this matchup between the Ravens and Niners as uh, they head into this matchup? I don't think it means anything this year. Normally, I do. But I don't think it means anything because the Chiefs are used to being here. And you look at San Francisco, it's not their first rodeo either, right? You look at how they got here, how they went about it. Look, the Chiefs had a a little blip on the radar. No one's talking about San Francisco's three-game losing streak in the middle of the year, right? Mm -hmm. You look at, at what... Patrick Mahomes was at four points of this year. He's always been solid, but there were times where he dipped down. Travis Kelsey had a bad year, according to Travis Kelsey, but he certainly amped it up during the playoffs. Every single player on both teams, 53-man roster, if we had an hour to do on each and every player, we could find motivation. We could find times in the season when they look good, times in the season when they didn't. And as teams kind of develop and evolve, you have to find positional situations that maybe there was a weakness exposed as opposed to, hey, they're just hot or they're just not. It's the positional weaknesses. We watched Aaron Jones and we watched your two boys uh, there, you know, in Montgomery and Gibbs run against the zone defense of San Francisco, for an example. So I don't care how San Francisco is overly playing and is it really an advantage one way or the other. No, it's more of, wait a minute, can Kansas City 
advantage, take advantage of that scheme that maybe we've seen. Tom, what about the Andy Reid factor, right? Isn't he the most successful coach coming off a bye week in modern history? Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's up there at the top if he's not. Is two weeks, is that, does that play into it? Does, is that a factor in game planning, or is, is Shanahan just as good? Oh, well, I've heard this trend a lot. Well, you know, he's coming off of a bye week. He's coming off of a bye week. And I've asked everybody, if that is your deciding factor, how many times has he faced a coach coming off a of bye week as well? Yeah. Because it's not many, Tim, right? So the advantage of, yes, Andy Reid coming off of a bye week, we know how brilliant he can be. We know how brilliant he's been in his career. He is an automatic play for any handicapper out there coming off of a bye week. There's not many times in his career where he's coming off a of bye week, and so is the other coach. Well rested. And I think that this bye week helped San Francisco more than anybody else because you got healthy. You got Samuel healthy, who was a little bit banged up. You got Jadavius Ward healthy, who was a little bit banged up. You got some of the offensive linemen healthy that were a little banged up. I think this bye week actually favors San Francisco just for the fact of the medicals. Yeah, the Debo Samuel situation. Obviously, Debo banged up a little bit, uh, you know, prior to the NFC Championship game, and it uh, looks like though he's going to be uh, rearing and ready to go uh, in this matchup in the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl preview show here on Heatwave Sports, Fox Sports Radio, Las Vegas. Time for our first timeout. If you want to join in on the fun tonight, eight seven six thirteen forty is the Heatwave hotline at Tom Barton Sports at HW Sports over on Twitter. And we're back with more shenanigans after this. Modelo is in a. F- back at it here on the Super Bowl preview show, Heatwave Sports, Fox Sports Radio. Tim Unglesby, Armando Vasquez, Chris Wynn, Matt Visca, Mateo, Tom Barton, Brian Feldman's supposed to be uh, peeping around here very yeah. soon. So lots going on tonight as we get ready for the big game tomorrow. We're at Elysian Stadium. And I guess we should dive in and dissect this game a little bit here. So. Tommy, of course, you lead off here. Let's uh, let's break this game down. What are we looking at tomorrow over at Allegiant? Well, look, guys, I think that we are in for a running fest. Maybe that won't be too appeasing to some of the uh, you know, new NFL fans, but I think we're going back to old school running. Look, Kyle Shanahan, we'll look at the San Francisco side first, has been ridiculed in the two Super Bowls that he's been in. Two Super Bowls that he has been in uh, and coached in, he has been ridiculed because he abandoned the run early. I don't think he's dumb enough to do it again three times. After the last time where he abandoned the run, he made it a conscious effort. I'm going to get Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to give him the ball. Well, this year, Christian McCaffrey was second overall in carries on the year. He is the best non-quarterback in the NFL, the best player, you can argue, in the entire NFL. He's got the carries. He's got the touchdown. And he can be a workhorse back. You want to keep Patrick Mahomes off the sidelines as well. You also look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and you look at what the Chiefs do well. Yeah, they're fantastic defensively. This is a Chiefs team that, guys, they have the record right now for how many games in a row, every single one this year, where teams didn't score 28 or, or more points. Every other team that's done that before time have done it over the course of the year. Obviously, we have one extra game. They've all gone on to win the Super Bowl, and there's only four of them. You turn around and you look at what the Chiefs do really, really well, and that is play good defense against the pass. But they can be run on, and they will be run on here, especially with fast backs and especially backs that follow their holes. A guy like Nick Bolton is a good, run, is a good linebacker, but he often gets caught up in space. 
So the Chiefs are also going to try to get pressure on Brock Purdy. You get pressure on Brock Purdy, that means the draw, that means the outside run is available as well. We watched Buffalo try to limit possessions even with their offense. We watched teams that have been successful against the Kansas City this year limit the offensive possessions and run the ball effectively, which brings me to the Chiefs. I just mentioned Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, and, and Gibbs and what they did in that zone running scheme against San Francisco. San Francisco, again, a good overall defense, but a lot of their good defensive numbers came when they were ahead in games and they didn't have to worry about the run. They can get gashed at times, which brings up Isaiah Pachenko. Look, Isaiah Pachenko runs crazy. He's got everything working, but he runs angry, and he's a guy that they know they have to also rely upon. Can't discount Patrick Mahomes' legs in this one either. I also can see some sweeps and things like that. I don't think you want to, even with Patrick Mahomes and even with Travis Kelsey, get into a position where you're taking aim at a Chedarius Ward with a, a Valdez Scanling or with a rookie in Rashid Rice. They may have a catch here or there, but you don't want that to be your game plan. So both coaches come into this game with a run-first approach. Both coaches come into this game in a position where we want to drain the clock. Both coaches want to keep the offenses off the field and play defense. I think that leads to a San Francisco advantage. I'm in the camp where, yeah, they can both win this game. And I think if you're drawing it up, you have the advantage, the obvious advantage with Patrick Mahomes. But I think that this is more about the running schemes and the defense or lack thereof of stopping the running game. That's the way that I think that this game's going to play out, guys. Do you think that um, <clears throat> when you look at the Chiefs, and I'm just trying to present a side, right? So at the beginning of the season, it was where are they going to get, where's the reception going to come from besides Kelsey? Because Hill's gone. And they had a young team, right? They have a young team. And this kind of builds into tomorrow night's show for the the official recap show when if Kansas City does win their third Super Bowl in five years, we're going to be talking about dynasties and what's the future of the Chiefs. But before we get there, Tommy, you've seen Rice kind of mature over the season, right? Uh, Tony's a he's busted. Forget that guy. But Gray and Watson kind of matured a little bit. Pacheco got going here in the second half. Kelsey got going after a little bit of a slump. Is it maybe the Chiefs are just kind of playing into the what they were good, what they thought they were going to hope it was going to be, and they're just clicking all cylinders right now? Yeah, it could be. I, I mean, look, I still think that Travis Kelsey is a nightmare matchup. I don't know what happened to him in the middle of the season. Maybe his age got to him and he was kind of saving reps. Who knows, right? But you look at this crew and you go, they elevate their game. We are baseball fans, all of us, right? And when you look at, and I hate to pat myself on the back, but I will, but we look at, you know, the New York Yankees, and they always said, wow, how can this team, uh, you know, not, not a guy on their team hit 30 home runs for how many years, and they just all click, and they're pounding the ball. Well, they had that switch. Kansas City has that switch. So, yeah, I think we might be talking about win or lose if Kelsey's going to walk away, but I think he's shown us here at the playoffs that even if Travis Kelsey at 80% is still better than almost everybody in the league, I, he's also a matchup nightmare for any team because he is a big wide receiver, let's be honest. He's, he's that guy in the middle of the field. Mahomes loves the middle of the field because he's got the playmaking ability. And then you have the Andy Reid factor, which you alluded to. I don't think that this is a fluke that Kansas City sort of found themselves. Teams with that kind of talent and that kind of coaching, eventually they're going to come around and sort of find themselves. To Tommy's point, uh, Tim, uh, when it comes to uh, thoughts that this could be a game that's on the ground, right? Heavy running backs uh, making contributions in this football game. Uh, you take a look at Christian McCaffrey, one of his props uh, 
uh, over on William Hill, over 124 and a half rushing yards and receiving yards, also a touchdown in the game. It's only at plus 115, obviously an indication, uh, you know, they're not giving you a ton of value there that he's going to score a touchdown <laughs> right. and go over 125 yards total. Uh, and also uh, the prop when it comes to uh, the quarterbacks, right? And uh, when you got a Brock Purdy, who uh, the prop right now is 275-plus passing yards and two-plus passing touchdowns. It was originally at plus 250, guys. Now it's at plus 280. What does that mean? It means that, you know, along the lines of what Tommy was talking about, maybe this is a game that's on the ground, and you're not going to see Brock Purdy out there and probably Patrick Mahomes just slinging it all over the place, and you're going to have, you know, all these monstrous stats from a receiving standpoint in this football game. So nobody has any 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 respect for Fred Warner, uh, you know, uh, Nick Bosa, or the other side, Chris Jones. I mean, uh, they're coming. To sh- they're going to show up to play too. Come on now. Yeah, it's a fair question, right, Armando? And yeah. hey, Tommy, what about I'm that? Like, come on uh, now. Because the defenses. I mean, Kansas City's defense was damn good all playoff longs right? against Matt yeah, Visca's yeah, Bills, yeah. Uh, obviously against Baltimore uh, and, like, and Miami like, yeah. as well too. That that is a defense, right, Tommy? I'm like, that people have kind of slept on when you think about this uh, Chiefs team. Y'all, all you want to think about is Mahomes I mean, and Kelsey yeah. and the offense. Well, let's be honest. The defense got him here. Uh, the 49ers, they, yeah. they, they, they saved their season. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And now they're getting no respect. Come on now. Essentially what we're saying, Tommy, defenses aren't getting enough love, my friend. What's the deal on that? I think they're getting more than enough love. Look, look not, at not, not at this table. No, or I not just at told this you show. it was going to be a low-scoring, yeah. r- running game. You do that because you're afraid to step back in the pocket. Look at who you guys just, just threw out there. You threw out there Chris Jones. Yes, he had 20 tackles on the year, guys. He had 10 and a half sacks. So he's not exactly stopping the run. He's a guy that gets after the quarterback. What do you do to get at, if a guy coming after the quarterback? You run on him. What about Nick Bosa? Ten and a half sacks as well, two forced fumbles. He only had 34 solo tackles all year. So you're mentioning pass rushers, and I'm saying, yeah, I agree with you. Chris Jones and Nick Bosa, they are fantastic, but they're pass rushers. Even Fred Warner, who is not your typical middle linebacker, what he does really well is cover guys out of the backfield and get after the, the quarterback. Not exactly a pass rushing middle linebacker that that could stuff the run. That's the problem. What I said, These you guys, no love whatsoever. Pressure teams. You're lucky. They're not stop the run teams. You're lucky I didn't mention Chase Young. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I think he's still in Washington. He hasn't done anything since he's come to the news. Well, that, I, I feel bad for the guy, though. <laughs> what about special teams, Tom? Does that? I mean, we've seen Super Bowls where it plays into a bigger role than you would think, but. The special teams pop up here. You know, you, you look at Jake Moody and the problems he's had, Tim, and I start to look at him and I go, Do, are they going to trust him in a big spot? You know, Jake Moody is not a, a guy that I would be trusting right now. I do think that, um, and I'm going to give him a lot of credit, Bill Crack, uh, you know, uh, one, of the, one of the premier guys in this uh, industry, was in Rob Mish's article today in the Sporting News. I, I was in it as well. Oh, yes. But, no, but Bill brought up a great point. The elevation in Las Vegas isn't what people think. It's one of the higher elevation places. So you might have a long field goal, and do you trust a, a Moody with a long field goal if you're Shanahan? No. If you're Andy Reid, do you trust Bucker with a long field goal? Absolutely. So I think the kicking advantage is 100% in Kansas City's uh, favor. Speaking of San Francisco and Bill Krakenberger, as you just talked about, Tommy, a great video circulating this week, guys. I don't know if you saw it. Krakenberger doing it at a uh, dinner event here in <laughs> Vegas with the great Joe Montana in, in the actual dining room. 
and you got the crack man running a, a, a button hook, baby, with uh, Joe Montana throwing to him, Tommy. I don't know if you caught the video or not. It's good stuff. <laughs> I didn't see it. I, I, you know, he's a, he's a guy. I've met him uh, quite a few times. We hung out in uh, Atlantic City during a March Madness one time. So, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. But he brought up that, you know, this is, this is the thing about this industry, and I'm not going to get off on a tirade here, but everybody's always kind of, sports handicappers are always at each other's throat. You can learn a lot. I would have never thought about the elevation, read that article, and I said, oh, you know what? Bill's on to something. And that is an absolute distinct kicking advantage for Kansas City. That was a three-yard button hook, by the way, Chris. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't very. Did you, you just recap the video there? You just bring it up? I did. It was he a very uh, yeah. hey, he's, short he's, button hook. But. And he's, look, he's not exactly the most svelte individual, no, no, so, but uh, you know, he's doing the best he can. He's a little heavy, yeah. He's yeah. a little heavy. It was good stuff. It was funny. All right, Tommy. Uh, prediction, side total. We'll hold the props for hour two. Oh, man, you know, I have to lean San Francisco. Before the year, I told you guys that they were going to the Super Bowl, and my reasoning before the season began was if they are healthy, they are the most complete and most talented team in the league. And I stick with that. They are healthy. Debo getting healthy, Williams, Trent Williams up front getting healthy, Jadarius Ward getting healthy. I've got to go with San Francisco, but I am terrified, terrified of giving Patrick Mahomes points in the Super Bowl. But here's how I think it's going to play out. I believe that San Francisco is going to be in a position that they are going to be leading most of the game, but it's going to be a small lead. We're all waiting for Patrick Mahomes to get the ball. We're all waiting. There's about five minutes to go. San Francisco's got to be stopped, and then Patrick Mahomes is going to have that miracle ending, right? Here we go. The script is written, as Armando said. It's all going to be wonderful, except they forgot that Christian McCaffrey's on the other side. He's going to run the ball, get the important first downs in the four-minute drill, get the important first downs in the two-minute drill, and break the hearts of all the Swifties and Kansas City fans out there. I have them winning 23-20 in a tight game, lower scoring than I think people want, but a tight fun game that Patrick Mahomes just doesn't get a chance to come back. Well, don't forget they break the hearts of the National Football League. Anyways. (laughs) Tommy likes Niners and the under. All right, let's go around the the table. We'll we'll go to the left. Matt Visca, give me some analysis on this game tomorrow, how you see it it plays out. Well, I'm with with Tom on this one. I like uh, San Francisco as well. I think it's going to be also a little bit lower scoring game. Um, I did some, I took a look at Kansas City this year in the regular season and San Francisco and some team, you know, the playoff teams they played during the regular season. Kansas City this year against teams that made the playoffs this year, they were one and four against teams that made the playoffs this year. They lost the Lions, they lost the Eagles, they lost the Packers, they lost the Bills, they beat the Dolphins. That was at a neutral site. And San Francisco was 5-3 and three against playoff teams this year. And you can throw away Week 18. They lost the Rams. They, you know, they already had the bye wrapped up. So really 5-2 and two against playoff teams for San Fran. Kansas City 1-4. and four. You know, I think it's more impressive. I like San Francisco. I, I, I think they're the better team. I agree with Tom. I think they're going to, you know, run McCaffrey. I like maybe throwing a little bit on McCaffrey on, uh, to win the MVP. And uh, I got a score of San Francisco 24, Kansas City 23, all around the side in total. Wow. So you like the Chiefs Every and the book over. in town hates you. Chiefs and over? <laughs> I like San Francisco. Yeah. Money line, San, San, San Fran money line. Okay. okay. San Fran money line is where I'm going. See when 
Okay, Pre- here we go. some KC knowledge here, man. This is what we do here. I subscribe to the philosophy of I take it a little more importantly in my mind what has happened recently with both of these football teams. Armando talked about this in the break. I'm going to kind of elaborate a little bit on it. All right. I am going to concede that I think San Francisco is a better football team. The Niners are a better football team than Kansas City. A little bit better. All right. But just what has transpired with these two football teams throughout the playoffs here down the stretch where you've got San Francisco essentially eking their way into the Super Bowl, and I'm not being disrespectful by saying that, okay? And Kansas City has been ultra-impressive on their road to get here. We're not expected to be here, all right? And, uh, and we're able to do it. I, I would even say when the playoffs started, I absolutely thought it was going to be Buffalo or Baltimore that was going to be playing here in Vegas in the Super Bowl. That being said, yes, I am someone who, and Tommy brought it up. He brought the magic phrase up that everybody uses, right? I hate to go against Pat Mahomes. I hate giving points to Pat Mahomes in a big-time game. And that's kind of the philosophy I'm looking at. He talked about running backs, right, how important they can be in this game. We talked a lot about Chris McCaffrey. How much we talked about Isaiah Pacheco? Not a whole lot. I think he makes it. He's a big factor in this football game tomorrow, and I think that Kansas City subscribes a little bit to what Detroit did in the NFC Championship game in the first half. Okay, which is run the football with Gibbs and Montgomery, toss it around a little bit to Amara St. Brown and uh, Laporta. Obviously, the Chiefs have the pieces to do what the Lions did in the first half, but I think they can continue to do that. And so the matchup, I think, uh, is in in some ways can be beneficial to them in this game. I do think that they do kind of put a stamp as far as their legacy as a dynasty in this game tomorrow. I love Kansas City and the money line in this matchup tomorrow in a game that is probably going to be in the 20s. Something along the lines of 27 to, to 23 in that neighborhood. And I do think Kansas City and, yes, the Swifties end up going home happy. Chris, you think this game comes down to a final possession or they win going away? I think it comes down to uh, absolutely a final possession where Patrick Mahomes and guys like Rasheed Rice and, and, and Isaiah Pacheco and Kelsey end up making huge plays. And, they, and that ends up being the difference at the end of the game. That's what I'm picturing right now. Tommy, is it is that still a prop? Will there be a score in the final two minutes? Is that uh, in, worth any value in this game? Because everybody seems to think it's going to be a one one score game at that point. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything there. I will tell you what I did uh, see, and I jumped on. Not that we're, I know we're saving the props, but here's yeah. a good one. Um, that again, here's what I talked about about falling through the cracks. Instead of doing that, Tim, a score in the last two minutes. How about this? The last team to win the Super Bowl, you get you have to lay two to one, so it's so some odds. But the last team to score wins the Super Bowl. This has happened, Tim, in 14 straight Super Bowls. Wow. The last team to score, you got to lay two to one. I don't care. Last team to score wins the Super Bowl. So if you like it, uh, some teams to score in under two minutes, uh, why get screwed if it's two minutes, 11 seconds, right? (laughs) Right. Take that, lay the two to one, and walk away happy. So we got two Niners. We got a Chief. Armando, where, where are you going with this one, man? Okay, let me start by saying that my heart, I want the Niners to win tomorrow. That I want them to win. Is this an NFC West little tilt here? <laughs> yeah. Is that, that what this is here? No, hold on, hold on. Represent. But, yeah. but, un, but unfortunately, I don't believe that they're going to. So actually, I'm going to take the Chiefs. And you, you guys have it all wrong. I mean, it's like. <laughs> I have, it, it's, 
He's about to tell us why, though. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, it's like I mean, you guys are worried about Mahomes. You're worried about, you know, I love I love Isaiah Pacheco, but I'm like, it, come on, Kelsey is, you know, uh, Matt mentioned something about the MVP earlier. You know, uh, I'm like. This is all set up for Travis Kelsey. <laughs> the whole game is. The everything, there's no way that Travis Kelsey's not going to be the star of this game. There's no way that he's, it's just, that's what's going to happen. Travis Kelsey is going to win this game. He's going to get the, have the best steps. Have, uh, it's there for him. It, it's all written right there for him to make the whole world happy. I mean. Um, you know Armando, what, let me ask you this in a serious way. I'm not attacking you, but a tight end has never won the award. It's, uh, I mean, literally dominated by quarterbacks, right? What kind of numbers? Okay. Look at what 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 White put up. Look at what uh, you know. Last year, <laughs> we saw uh, all kinds of guys put up different numbers. Uh, what kind of numbers does Kelsey have to have? I think he's got to have three touchdowns and like 120 yards. Who says he can't do that? But let me point something out to you, real quick. Me. Me. Let me, tell, let, me, let me point something out to you. Didn't somebody call somebody named Larry Allen win the MVP one year? Didn't some uh, Charles Woodson actually won an MVP? Did he? You're not? showing your age. <laughs> you are correct. I am. MVPs used to be won by guys. Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard. Not Charles. Not Charles. Desmond Howard. I mean, even. I mean, come on now. Now, stranger things have happened. But. Uh, right now, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe it's because of the environment that I'm in from 24 seven. Yeah, you know. But this game, I that's what I believe right now. That's where the money's all going. You know, and uh, I would love to see a a 10 to seven game or a you know 13 and three game, you know, or something to that name, just to stick it to everybody. But I don't believe that's going to happen. So Tim, Tommy, Matt, and Mateo. You know, just because he said Travis Kelsey's going to have this monster game, right? Three touchdowns, you know, 150 well, yards. I never said that. I just agreed with. Well, Tommy. no, no, but you, 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 you yeah, said it's Travis Kelsey's game. You said yeah, it's going to yeah, be his game, yeah. right? You know it's going to happen, right? Rasheed Rice is going to go out and have like <laughs> 250 yards. He receiving. already did that. He's yeah. going to have like you know he did that already. four that's touchdowns. It's not going to yeah. happen again. Yeah. Uh, that's what's going to happen. You know, I don't like him because he was my he was my <laughs> wide receiver in fantasy for uh, five weeks. I dump and then he shows up. Right. But anyways. <laughs> No, but anyway, so I'm I'm thinking 38-24. Ooh. Kansas City. Shootout style. Yes. Ooh. Tom, if if Kelsey goes 10 for 120, two touchdowns, not good enough? No. They're so, going to give it to Mahomes. Mahomes, right? No, they yeah. won't. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, you, look, you, you just look at the history of the Super Bowl. Since Super Bowl eleven, only five wide receivers have won. The, the MVP. No tight ends have ever won. I know he's more of a real wide receiver. That's why I brought up the wide receivers. Look at what the wide receivers have done. Uh, Cooper Cup, 892, two touchdowns. Edelman, 10 for 141, and that ridiculous catch that we all, we all know. Uh, Santonio Holmes, 131 yards receiving. Look at Heinz Board, 123 touchdown in what he did. Um, Deion Branch, 133. Look, in order for Travis Kelsey to go out there and to win the MVP award this year, I will go as far as to say this. He's got to have the best game that he's had all season long. It doesn't mean he can't, but it means he's got to be. It's so extraordinary in this game because uh, we know that Mahomes is sitting there. And we know you want to talk about conspiracy theory. You know that Mahomes is the meal ticket. Look, I'm going to give you his three. Travis Kelsey's three best games this year. 11 for 116 and a touchdown last week against Baltimore. 
two weeks ago, I should say, against Baltimore. 11 uh, catches, 116 touchdown, doesn't get you the MVP. Uh, 11 catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown, doesn't get you the MVP. One game, 13 catches, 179, only one touchdown, that'll get it for him. So he had one, one game this year where he might get the MVP. It's just so hard. I know where you're coming from, Armando, and I think he, he can have a huge game, but he's not winning the MVP. It's just, it's just too hard to imagine the kind of ridiculous numbers he would have to put up. Okay, somebody tell me the prop for how many times they're going to show Taylor Swift on a broadcast. <laughs> well, that's, oh a, that's the thing. I talked so, about Tim, this. Tim, we've talked about it. Right? We're going to go somebody heavy said, in the props. Okay, but, yeah. okay, but that is the reason and he's that. going to win the MVP. <laughs> No, uh, for no other because, reason. Wait, time out. Because they're showing Travis, tra- uh, Taylor's Travis, Travis Swift. I almost said oh, Travis, Travis showing, Swift. Yeah, they're showing Taylor Swift a number of times. That's why, that's uh, that's no, going to be. No, he's saying he's got bigger. the power of the Swifties behind him now, oh, okay. right? On a national right. stage, yeah. is that? So, so would Tony Romo have won because he had Jessica Simpson on the sideline? Oh man. Yeah, I love Jessica Simpson. You should have. Jessica Simpson. How many? Who else did? He? <laughs> I'm a big fan. Yeah, Jessica Simpson. Yeah, man. That yeah. was a long time ago. Now who's talking? <laughs> but, Tim, I'm amped up for the second hour because a lot of props and this, this MVP, a couple angles I want to bounce off all you guys when it comes to the MVP props, Tommy, and, and you guys. It's going to yeah. be fun. It's so. written. The script is written. Yeah. I don't know why you guys aren't oh, listening no, to me. No, no, no. There's some scenarios, Armando, I'm telling you, I when it comes to tearing up the script. that are going to be, okay. yeah, that could be intriguing to say the least. Let me ask you this, Tom, before we go to the top. Um, since he brought up Kelsey winning an MVP as a tight end, which we all know he's a big receiver, right? But Debo Samuel's 20 to 1, and, and like like Chris said, we'll dive into everything in hour two, but he's 20 to 1, Tom, and now there's a guy that can run in for a touchdown, receive a touchdown, can pass for a touchdown, right? Is that a guy that maybe he's worth... I, I know you said wide receivers don't win. Who was the last wide receiver to win at number one? And number two... Cooper, no. Was it Coop? Could, it, could he yeah. do the 20 to 1? Is that worth... Looking at just because that's a guy that potentially could get you a rushing and a receiving, and if he has a big game, then what do you do at that point? No, no, he's not. He's not worth it. He's not worth it because we just watched it. Patrick Mahomes did not have his best game last year in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes was not the star of that Super Bowl by any stretch of the imagination. He was outshined by players on his team. Guess who got the Super Bowl MVP? Patrick Mahomes. I yeah. sat there in Las Vegas during the Atlanta uh, Super Bowl. Um, we looked at that. That was White's MVP. He didn't get it, okay? For you to go out there and go anything other than the quarterback, you're asking for just an extraordinarily ridiculous, ridiculous effort because it can happen, sure. But if you're going to go out there and you're going to go with a wide receiver, You've got to expect Brock Purdy to light it up. And if Brock Purdy lights it up, he's the story, isn't he? And that's the problem. This is not an award. If you're going to do that, if you're going to go take the 20 to 1, then go take him to score two touchdowns and, and take your 100 bucks and, and don't put it on 20 to 1. Take 50 bucks on him to score two touchdowns and $50 on him to get 125 plus yards receiving and go that route. Yeah. Because he might get both. You could cash both and you still get screwed at the MVP. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay, wait, hold on. Mr. Irrelevant has any kind of good game, he's going to be the MVP if the Niners win. It's it, it's written. It's written it, already. No, it right? has to. It has it to happen that way. I mean, he's in. <laughs> the, uh, he he got uh, drafted here in Vegas as Mr. Irrelevant. He's back in Vegas to win. A Armando, here's the only thing, and and I know we have to go to break. Yeah. I can see the writers wanting to give the award to Christian McCaffrey because they know what he is. 
Remember, this is a voted on award. Yes. You know, yes. and he's never going to win the MVP because Lamar just did it. And it's very hard for an MVP to come anything other than the quarterback in this generation now. So I, to give him the, as the NFL MVP might be too hard. They're going to kind of reward him. You're the workhorse. You're the best player on this team. The, the media and the people that are voting for this generally don't like Brock Purdy. So I could see McCaffrey stealing it from him. But I think you're right. It's Purdy. It's Mahomes. Maybe you could sneak a McCaffrey in there. But that's about it. Yeah, that'd be it. it's going to be interesting because I, I mean, to use a to coin a phrase from wrestling right now, to finish the story would be nice for for Brock Purdy, but I don't, uh, I don't know. It, I, that's the only way to go in San Francisco, I'm assuming. But we'll see. One down, one to go here on the big Super Bowl preview show, Heatwave Sports, Fox Sports Radio, Las Vegas. Tim Unglesby, Mateo, Matt, Chris Wynn, Tommy Barton, and the conspiracy theorist himself, Armando Vasquez, here with you, back for hour two. Heatwave Sports, Fox Sports Radio. All right, hour two of Heatwave Sports. Super Saturday night as we get ready for Super Bowl 58 tomorrow at Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. Make sure you tune in 10 o'clock after the game, 10 o'clock tomorrow night for the Super Bowl recap show. We'll be the first ones to talk about the game here locally. One of the few opportunities we get to actually talk about something when it uh or big big event when it when it goes final so look forward to that tomorrow night as we recap the game and look forward to the next nfl season tom are you do you hear us loud and clear still we're just making sure yeah i'm good i'm good to go here so we're going to bring in now another celebrity guest analysis and prediction she's been a member of the cast and crew of heatwave sports for 13 years now miss abby barton how about that? Abby, what do we like tomorrow? Um, I am a huge 49ers fan. Uh, a lot of me is based on heart because I'm a huge Brock Purdy fan. I've been, he's on my fantasy team. I got him, and he's been with me since the beginning, so I've got to stick with my man, uh, Brock Purdy. But um, I just like um, their chances of winning more. They've been very consistent throughout the year. They've been a real powerhouse in the NFC. And I just can't see everything going on with the Chiefs on the other side, them um, losing to the Chiefs. I really, I really love the 49ers tonight, or tomorrow, I should say. I, I'm, I'm confused on my time. Tomorrow. Abby, you're a big country fan. Are, are you, what, how do you feel about this Taylor Swift stuff? <laughs> Actually, it's funny because uh, we were talking about this yesterday. I actually don't mind Taylor Swift. I think she's really cool. My daughter loves Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. She's she's such a great uh, role model. But um, I'm just, like, sick of the Chiefs, and I'm sick of, of Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, the, the the whole thing is, is basically, um, you know, overblown, I think. And um, it's become the focus of the Super Bowl instead of the players and the game itself. Um, in fact, uh, they're, they're like seeming prop plays after the Swifties. Like it, it's just getting a little bit out of control. Um, and that actually fuels my fire for the 49ers a little bit, a little bit more. Um, but, uh, it's funny cause my daughter's actually a huge Chiefs fan for that reason for Taylor Swift. <clears throat> Enough so, said. Mm-hmm. so, uh, so, uh, I, you know, it, it's it's great to see that you know her you know being there, but at the same time I, I'm ready to move on. But Abby, you're not impressed that she's traveling 
from the other side of the world? Not really, no. <laughs> oh, um, but apparently you can see her plane, uh, where it came from and where it went to get there, and apparently uh, her manager or whatever is really upset about it. I'm but sure uh, I'm sure All is. those emissions she's got going on yeah. all over. <laughs> she's more popular than Santa on uh, Christmas <laughs> Eve, right? When you have that Santa tracker? The Norad tracker. I mean, yeah. No matter what you're watching, you're going to get, like, Taylor Swift alerts. But, I mean, she was at the Grammys. She's everywhere. But, you know, um, good for her. You know, she, you know, she has this new album coming up. I'm sure we're going to talk about that on some random occasion on the Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm ready to, to put that to, to, to rest and start a new season. Amen. So you like the Niners. You got a final score for us, or you want to throw out a prop bet that you're looking at for tomorrow? Sure, like um, you know, I actually like the over. I'm I'm thinking a lot of points are going to be scored. I think it's going to be a lot of back and forth, only because there's going to be a lot of um, excitement, a lot of you know fire. I think on both of these offenses. So um, I'm going to go 49ers. Of course, um, it's going to be close to I think um, 34-31. There, oh, nice. okay. Well, thank you, Abby. Good luck on that tomorrow. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me. I'm I'm so excited. I've been involved, you know, for a long time, and seeing you guys grow, and and I, you know, it's just so great to be a part of it. Appreciate it, Tommy. Thirty four, thirty one. So we're going uh, the other way in that household, huh? Yeah, at two, Brute. Right? What's going on over here? <laughs> Hey, listen, if it's thirty-eight, it's 34-31, but they score like 40 of them in the first half, I'm fine. That's yeah. my second half. I'm, there you I'm, go. I'm still there safe. You go. I told Mateo to bring up the Taylor tracker on the on the internet so we can see where she's at. So I know everybody's excited for that. So. <laughs> and I didn't want to bring it up with Abby, but I'm sure she's very much in my camp as a Detroit Lions fan losing the NFC Championship game. The fact that uh, her you know, Florida State Seminoles got absolutely hosed when it comes to the college <laughs> football situation. Hey, I'm- Oh, yeah, still there. Yeah. And, uh, Abby, talk to me. me have you got? Are you? Have you been able to get over what what transpired <laughs> in that debacle, that absolute I sham that was no, the college football no. ending of the and, season? And, and, and Tom's like, please don't bring that up. <laughs> she, she still complains about. It. They were, we were going to turn on the Florida State from Virginia game. We watched some of that today. The basketball game. She's like. Oh, I can't believe what they did to them. You know? Tommy, you know that I'm C. Win, and then I'm going to poke the bear and bring up something like that when it comes to Abby. Right? Now she's yeah. not going to go back to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> like, don't talk about religion. You know, those main shops or Florida State football. Or, or Florida yeah. State getting screwed out of the championship. Exactly. <laughs> Ripped that Band-Aid right off, didn't you, man? <laughs> We're here talking about the Super Bowl, and he brings up the line. Hey, that's yeah, what we right. do. He, he, he he everything circles around. It's everything. It, you know, and, 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 I'm and the master he, of transition, Armando. That's what I do. Yeah, Florida State. It's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, yeah I get. I get well, everybody. Like, I get everybody riled up. That's what I do. Hey, Matt. Well, it's like you know, Armando sitting there. You know, he has the tainted Super Bowl with the Rams, so you know, he understands the other tainted about that. My son. Ooh, shots fired. Shots fired, Armando. Single thing. Nothing. Nothing tainted about that. 
Yeah, and there's nothing David about the Lakers or the Dodgers championship. <laughs> <laughs> no. that, that was very legitimate in 2020, no, though, 2020 that yeah. Lakers championship. No I'm other, sure. Yeah, very no legitimate. Yeah. It was the pandemic. Right? Yeah, the, why did have, we have no saying that. <laughs> playing in a world, playing like a the, high school gym, you the know, world for the, for the NBA so the Lakers and the Dodgers had to win. It's just that simple. Yeah. Because the world was shut down. They needed some happiness. I'm just going to say one more thing. I'm just going to say one more thing about that. The Georgia-Florida State game, we had all of our players sitting out. And that's all I'm going to say. There you go. That's that's the truth, though. Yes, it's the truth. All right, guys, look. (laughs) Reel it back in. (laughs) Beginning of the week. Actually, I'll say this. Even after the Chiefs beat my Ravens last week. And I'm just sitting there. I wasn't even in disbelief. Like I said on the show, I was more disappointed, right? I was like, well, I thought it was going to be the Niners or the Ravens. We're going to win the Super Bowl. I thought those are the two best teams in the playoffs. Buffalo was third. And I was like, okay, well, the Niners are left. That's the Niners, right? And then after the atrocity of what I watched Chris Wynn's Detroit Lions give that game back to them last week, did it sway my judgment? No, I just thought, okay, I think the Niners will do it. Man, Tom, this week, this media week off, I don't know. It's messed with my head now, man, because I don't know what to think. I, I like the Niners, but now I'm starting to trend towards Mondo's Chiefs. I'm like in La La Land. I have no idea anymore what I like. I can't even give you a prediction right to this second. I still can't give you a prediction. I don't know what to do, man. I'm believing the hype, bro. Yeah, it, right. Hey, it's Tommy. It's hard not to when you have Mahomes and you have Andy Reid. It's hard not to. And that's the thing, right? To Tommy and Matt and Armando, everybody here has made a prediction. Tim, everybody else, I know, has laid it out there. We've given our ideas, given our thoughts, given our takes on the game. What do you say, Mister Oglesby? What's going on? What do you think? The the analytical side of me, right? There yeah, you go. <laughs> says it's the Niners are going to win this game tomorrow, and it says they're going to win. I like it. I like it shading over, but I would say twenty seven twenty. I'm going to go Niners twenty seven twenty, but. I will, yeah. No, that's over. Actually, yeah, I will not be surprised though if we're on this show tomorrow night talking about how the Chiefs are in dynasty mode. And it really, if you think about all the the intangibles and the variables or whatever word you want to use, I just think it's going to be a great game tomorrow. Real quick, real quick, because of all this talk about Patrick Mahomes and how he's the new goat and. Uh, He's been in the league. No one said that. Oh, yes, they have. <laughs> you just had, you, obviously, yeah. you being in the business doing you, what you do, you don't listen to the, the 10,000 well, other I'm hacks sorry, that let have me say, no one with any intelligence said that. I'm sorry, but it's not, it, a lot of people have said it. We can go into this if you want, because so, I have some thoughts on it, too, and yeah, Tommy, yeah. I'm sure, does, too. Uh, well, I think it's complete I'm, BS. I agree, totally. And nonsense. But, I mean, the man has yeah. been, he's been in this you know, NFL, what, six, seven years? And just, how many, uh. You know, so he's, uh, he's multiple, multiple, yeah, he's one, two. multiple he's MVPs. Two and he's yes. been there and he lost one, right? Right. Yes, he oh, has. I mean, that I mean, that's a great yeah. average, right? Yeah. And look, to elaborate on this, Tommy, right? There have been some prominent players, right? Ex players that have come out and made and had this take and this comment. Uh, which that I don't agree Ma- with. That if Pat Mahomes wins this game tomorrow, that he is the GOAT. Yes. And to me, I mean, to me, at times I don't even want to discuss it because I think it's so absurd, (laughs) and I still think it's so ridiculous when you're talking about when you're talking about the likes of Tom Brady, right? Who's (laughs) won multiple seven Super Bowls, right? And uh, in by the way, in two different franchise with two different franchises, uh, and has had an unbelievable career, and has done it with a a lot of teams that didn't have a bunch of Hall of Famers, really, right? 
So, uh, I mean, Tom, you got to get your take, but like, th- I think this whole idea that's been tossed out there kind of in the last few days yes, is yes. just, it's just kind of, it just kind of feeds the, you know, it feeds the media frenzy that is this pre-Super Bowl uh, uh, week, uh, yeah. which just I don't to like. get everybody amped up, right, Tim? <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, totally like that, yeah. yeah. He, he can't even, right, Tom? He can't even be in the discussion until he gets to, no. to at least Montana yeah. level, and that's yeah. three away. Yeah. He, he's not even top ten, guys. But let's yeah. calm down. Uh, let, the immediate satisfaction of the world that we have now, that everything is better what you're watching immediately, every player's better, every everything is better, is just a ridiculous notion. But we're not talking about comparing guys of different eras. We watched Brady at like 55 years old and Mahomes at his peak in the middle of his dynasty. We watched Brady with a brand new team beat him, beat him straight up. He won. That's all that you need to know. We don't have to say hypothetically, I wonder what would happen. Hypothetically, let's go back. Hypothetically, you know, Babe Ruth against, uh, you know, Barry Bonds. Hypothetically, let's go talk about MJ and LeBron. We don't have to have any of those conversations. We watched it. Brady was the better quarterback. The, the end. Patrick Mahomes is a very good quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is not close to Brady level. And I'll go one further. He's not quite to Pete Manning level. He's still not to Elway level. He's certainly not to Montana level. No, he's not there. And, you know, you look at this and you go, I know MVPs aren't everything. But you can't sit back and tell me the guy is the greatest thing than sliced bread, the greatest quarterback of all time. And have Lamar Jackson win two MVPs in his division? Yeah, you can't do that. He's really, really good. If he retired tomorrow, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Stop insulting the greatest that we've ever seen in Tom Brady, who it did it on the field against Mahomes, who was like twenty years younger. Come on, come on. <laughs> Didn't mean to start anything. No, <laughs> well, I mean, tomorrow night, if he does win, it's yeah, really yeah, going yeah. really to pick up. But, up it, yeah. uh, it's, but it, it's still not. Guys, look, if he <laughs> wins tomorrow, right now, he's, he's got as many Super Bowl rings as Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger, right? Yeah. If he wins tomorrow, hey, he's got, he's got three. Hey, that, that's, don't get me wrong. That's, that's a lot. How many does, uh, does Brady have? Oh, seven? So he's got more than double. If Patrick Mahomes wins tomorrow, he still has to have a double career to get to where Tom Brady was. Tom Brady, the end of Tom Brady's career, Tom Brady with the Buccaneers, just his Buccaneers career can hold up with Patrick Mahomes' career right now. That's telling you something, guys. And Tim, to circle back around, right, to the MVP discussion they were having, right, and, and the prop bet as far as the Super Bowl MVP, who is, the, who is the essentially the favorite to win the Super Bowl MVP? It's Patrick Mahomes at, right. play at plus 130. So uh, both quarterbacks obviously at the top with Brock Purdy at plus 200, but Guys, uh, I, I got to use your thoughts because Rob's going to dive into this right about the props. Uh, the Super Bowl MVP, right? A prop that everybody that everybody's going to take a look at. Tommy, uh, are, do you take a look at, at some of these guys that are floating around uh, uh, sixty to one? Uh, you know, maybe eighty to one. Obviously, uh, as Armando brought up, uh, the one defensive player in Larry Allen uh, with the Dallas Cowboys won an MVP. But uh, it's something that's extremely rare, which is reflected in these in these uh, these numbers right here. When you're talking about you know 200 to one for the likes of uh, Chase Young and uh, you know Car Carfolitis, these guys. Is there really one for and, Chase Young? And Fred Fred Warner is uh, is I think the low uh, no oh, Chris Jones excuse me is uh, is is uh, 80 to one. Nick Bosa 80 to one to win the MVP. 
Uh, Tommy, do we take a look at any of these guys when it comes to these uh, these bigger numbers for the MVP discussion? Nah, look, you you, you were laughing as you asked me the question. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, no, there there there's nobody. There really is. Again, I've said this before, and this is not to disparage people that go on MVP yeah. and things like this. It's just so difficult when you know people are voting. You know, I've had Garrett Cole for Cy Young tic- uh, ticket before where he was the clear Cy Young. He didn't win it. When Altuve stole Aaron Judge's MVP, I had that ticket in my hand. He didn't win it. We've seen that happen before. Like I said, I, I-, I had a James White ticket the year that, um, you know, he didn't win it for the Super Bowl because it's voted on. So they would have to have just this unbelievable, ridiculous game. 60 to one's not enough to tempt me. You give me 100 to one on a Nick Bosa, maybe I'll take a chance. But those aren't the odds. So the odds are just not long enough for me to take anybody serious. A little fascinating in the tight end category, right, guys? Because you've got uh, Travis Kelsey sitting at 12 to one, uh, as you mentioned, Tommy, earlier. But then you've got George Kittle. At sixty to one, right? <laughs> I think we all can understand why that's the case, right? Because your expectation is that Kelsey could be a guy that's more productive or whatever, and they're not showing but his it, wife every five it's seconds. St- right. It's still a pretty yeah. a noticeable distinction between the two tight ends in this game, though, as far as that prop goes. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, Chris: if you're yeah. going to take an MVP mm-hmm. um, at big odds, take it from San Francisco because there's yes. there's a a scenario where you know what Brock Purdy becomes a game manager. And they kind of stop, you know, sell out to stop the run and stop McCaffrey, but the defense sort of wins. There's not a lot of scenarios that we can, and we've seen it last year. Mahomes didn't play a great Super Bowl game. His numbers were not even that good. Um, and there's not a way that Mahomes or Kelsey, I'll even give you Kelsey, aren't walking away with the MVP from KC. San Francisco, if you want to take a long shot shot, make sure it's from San Fran. Christian McCaffrey, baby. Yeah, four to one. I'm yeah. eyeing one up right here, baby. Elijah Mitchell, three <laughs> what? plus what? plus thirty thousand. Yeah. Here, hey, here we go. Listen, if 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 the dial it up, hurt, baby. Throw a nickel. <laughs> throw five. Throw a five spot. You got to put a five dollar bet. Yeah, it's got to be five. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's okay. let's kind of look at some props. Uh, Matt, do you have any surefire winners for us tomorrow? Well, the one prop I like is uh, Christian McCaffrey at plus four hundred. To win the MVP, uh, I like that. And another one I was looking at, uh, and I disagree with Armando, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey under receiving yards. I think it's sixty nine and a half or seventy. Uh, I don't think he's gonna. You know, I, I think San Francisco is gonna do everything they can to stop Kelsey. So I think he's gonna be under in the receiving yards. What happened? Uh, to an one play, though. Right? One play. Quick. Yeah. For, for that, Kelsey, because I want to piggyback here. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 12 straight playoff games where he's had 71 or more receiving yards. But the last time that he was in a playoff game and he didn't get 71 was against the Niners. Oh. Hmm. In the Super Bowl, correct? Yes. Yep. What uh, was it 4-1 to one you said for McCaffrey? So what, what would it take, Tommy, to, to do that? Does he get a, He's got to have two touchdowns minimum, right? Yeah, I mentioned uh, uh, to Rob, you know, buddy, uh, I said, if you're really going to do that, why not go crazy? And this is what you do. You take a parlay. Give me Christian McCaffrey plus 4-1 to one on an MVP. You give me over 80 rushing yards. You give me him to score two touchdowns. Boom, all of a sudden, instead of a 4-1 to one odds, you got about 15-1 to one or there. Hmm. And, and that's what he's going to need to get there anyway. So throw a little parlay and go crazy if you're going to take the shot. See, guys, that's why he's on the show. <laughs> gives us advantages we don't even think about sometimes, man. 
Surefire seal fr- uh, proof uh, little analysis going on right there. We love it. Right? Mondo. I'm uh, taking a look at the. Uh, I got the sacks, four sacks taking the under. Under four sacks. Under four sacks. Oh, Armando, shop around. That's that's gone up to four and a half at a lot of spots. Uh, wow. Okay. I'm, I will. Have no, I already got it. I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again. Yeah. 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 Look Why? around. You think you the lines are I just? I saw it today. It's minus, under four and a half at, at even money, and then uh, one of them had four and a half plus one hundred five. One hundred five. Wow. Okay. So you just see they're not going to be able to penetrate each other's lines, like. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think, well, it goes back to how much they're going to run. Right, <laughs> right. You know, but we'll see. Uh, uh, like that one, and then the uh, Reba's going to go over, you know. Which one? Reba, the national anthem. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh we're, we're doing the fun ones. Oh, I, I like you're doing that, that one, Armando. You're, you're, you're doing like the, off the, the I, offshore I, I, uh, <laughs> prop bets here. Reba, yeah. Reba, Reba's yeah. going over. There you go. Okay, okay. <laughs> Chris Wynn. I'm taking a look at a couple guys, and it's pretty interesting. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I look at the first player to score a touchdown. Look, I get it. It's kind of like a bet, like a craps table, right, Matt Visca, when you're betting yes. uh, a field roll bet on the craps table, <laughs> when you're trying to take the first guy to score a touchdown. So I'm going to look at just player to score a touchdown. I like, I like guys that are short plus numbers, right? I'm talking about numbers like plus 135, plus 140. Uh, and I take a look at that, right? Brandon Ayuk, plus 170 to score a touchdown. Uh I'll look down the line. Uh, Debo Samuel, plus 140. Uh, uh, George Kittle, plus 180, right? And moving on down, 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 down. Uh, even uh, Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling, plus 600. Uh, so some of these numbers, not ex- exactly outrageous, but you guys all know football. You know how it works. You'll, you'll get a McCall Hardman that'll get a touchdown right in a game like this, and you can end up landing one of those. So I take a look at that. I'm also looking at that prop, too, and I don't have it right in front of me, but I can I kind of give you guys an overview of it. It's that prop where I believe it's inside of three yards a team's going to score a touchdown inside the three-yard line, uh-huh. right, in the game. I believe it's plus short money. I think it's plus 120, 125, somewhere in that neighborhood. I don't have it right in front of me. But, uh, Tommy, maybe you can elaborate on this. Obviously, in a game like this, a uh, situation not where there's pass interference right in the end zone, some type of play, which you end up uh, being inside the one-yard line, and then that, that ticket cashes as well. So I'm going to be taking a look at those two specifically. Uh, obviously, it's a more broad uh, when, when I'm talking about players to score touchdown. I'm talking about a number of options. But those are really what I'm looking at as far as the props. Yeah, Chris, that's three under three and a half, at, yes. and you can get it at yeah. about one fifth minus one fifteen or so. Yeah. That's happened twelve of the last fifteen Super Bowls, and two of the other ones, it was only four yards. So yeah, I like that bet. I like yeah. it a lot. Chris, you also like the extended line, though. If you're betting the Chiefs, why not throw them to win by extended amount? And, so that's what's going to happen too. Also, and, and Tommy, we want to get your thoughts because you're not here in the studio. We did talk about this in the break. Uh, the alternate lines, right? I'm looking at the. Obviously, I picked the Chiefs to win the game. So I'm going to look at an alternative line, like minus, minus seven, right, at, at a big-time number. And, and, Tim, what was the exact number again? I, I, I was, don't have it off the top It was top between of five and eight was six, yeah, so to, five, six to one. Five and eight, yeah, like six to one. Yeah, and if you went eight you to 11. You take Kansas City minus seven. Obviously, if you're picking the team to win, you have an expectation that uh, it could be a game where they win by a touchdown and then, hey, you know, or, you know, wow. it, it, by the outside chance they could win by, uh, you know, eight plus, that's fine. It but was, uh, Eight plus was nine to one. Right. And I'm sure, Tom, you're right, there's going to be a lot of people looking at it on the other side with San Francisco as far as alternative lines when it comes to winning the football game. Yeah, I think people with, with Kansas City's the other way around. Yeah, they're yeah. doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know what, if I think they're going to win, they're going to win big. 
Um, uh, you know, I think they're going to crush it. I mean, that's, that's a lot of the sentiment from, San, from Kansas State. San Francisco fans aren't like, I think every San Francisco fan understands or at least is aware that, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. There's going to be a tough one. So uh, the alternate lines absolutely can work. Uh, you got to be real careful, though, because there's nothing wrong than getting a game right and still losing, right? Let's say Kansas City goes out there and wins the game by 10. Uh, Chris, you don't want to go, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? Oh, I had them, you know. And now you're rooting against Kansas City at the end of the game because you, you guessed it right. So, uh, for me, don't, don't go for the 6-1 to one that is saying, oh, they're going to win by 5-8. to eight. Just lay the 6 points. So, lay the 7 points. Minus 7 should get you back about a 4-4.5 four, four return uh, and go that way. And I'm sure I was in the camp of a lot of people in that Super Bowl with Tampa Bay and Kansas City where I took it on the backside yeah. on the other side of that thing because, you know, every, there's probably people out there that were betting Tampa Bay. And you know what? Yeah, I'm going to take the alternate line and uh, it ended up coming through for them and paying off. So maybe maybe that's a sentiment that I have myself and Armando Tommy have when it comes to uh, and, and Visca yeah. and Tim Oglesby that uh, <laughs> we, us two thinking that Kansas City is going to be on the winning side of this thing. <laughs> Listen, they might. So yeah. take the alternate line, right? I mean, go for yeah. it. Go for mm-hmm. the big money if you have it. Hey, Tom. Uh, so let's take it back a couple, a few years. And uh, how about the uh, a two point conversion happening? Or no, a safety, excuse me. Yeah. Safety. What's that like right now? Well, when I was there for my, you know, you yeah, know, I remember. Right? Totally. I, yes. I, in studio. I was there. We got the odd 12 to 1. Some of us, some of them <laughs> two, got 10 well, Two to separate one. years. Yeah. He hit it two yeah. separate years. It's 7 to 1 now. They seven. don't even give the odds wow. uh, where, where you think it, it's crazy. You know, a, a pretty good – you mentioned the two-point conversion. Uh, that, that's not even that great of odds. You know, it's a fun play that people are throwing money down on, and, and you can get good, solid, decent odds. It's an octopus. That's the uh, touchdown to the same player that gets the two-point conversion. Uh-huh. That, that's a fun one if you want to have a little, you know, kind of long-shot fun odds. Even the overtime. The overtime was always 12-1, to 10-1 to 1 at, at the smallest of the bad book. You're getting 10-1. to 1. I saw that at 8-1 to 1 this year. So they're really uh, kind of shaving things off and, and yeah, as the Super Bowl evolves to the sports books. All right, let's take our final time out here on a Saturday night, the Super Bowl preview show when we come back. Tom Barton will lay some winners on us for us. So, guys, save some money up. You can put your, all your bets in, but then save some Tom Barton money around for the prop bets because he is uh, – well, well, we'll let you give the stats out on the other side of the timeout. I got Brian Feldman from out of line. I have his predictions as he uh, he's calling it an early night, he says. Mm-hmm. He's got a busy day tomorrow. He'll be at the Super Bowl, actually. He's so, actually doing his show live here on Fox Sports Radio tomorrow morning. Yes, right? 8 o'clock. From Radio Row. Yeah. Yeah, so, so. – I got his predictions. We'll go over that, and we'll see what else we can dive into in the final segment. Some of the fun show. Armando uh, props, right? We got some fun ones coming here. Yeah, we got the, we got the fun ones coming as well. Here on Heatwave Sports, Fox Sports Radio. Final segment here for your Super Bowl preview show: Heatwave Sports, Fox Sports Radio. Tim Unglesby, Tom Barton, and the crazy crew tonight with us: Armando Vasquez, the original OG producer of Heat Wave Sports. I tell the story every year. I got to tell it again. Armando was always the chosen one, to use the ref- wrestling reference, right? Yeah. He was the chosen one, but something. I think he went on vacation or something happened, so I didn't get him for the first couple weeks. And as everybody knows, I did a show originally with another guy and, and uh, ended up taking over that spot. But the the guy to be named Nameless, we, we all know who he is, but yeah. who was the uh, engineer for the first two weeks... <laughs> Came in, the first show is me and Ron, 
right? Tommy is me and Ron comes in, says, all right, you guys should be set up, ready to go. Turns his back to us, puts his feet up on the desk. And he said, basically, just let me know when you want to go to break. <laughs> that was it. So when Armando finally dedication came back, right there, yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. So when Armando finally came back, we, you know, we finally got going, but <laughs> he's the OG producer, Chris Wynn. He's been with us for years now and I've known Chris many, many years on many, many different shows, which he still does yes. many, many different shows. Oh no, you should see me cuss out the radio when I hear him. <laughs> I just heard you. You mean you flipped, o- you flipped over? You flipped uh, the, the dial yeah, a little bit over, and I was on that station. Then you flipped over a little bit more, and I was on that station. Yeah. Then he flipped over to later. FM yeah, ninety-four yeah. one. He's doing yeah. the midday show on ninety-four exactly. one. I'm glad I don't listen to that one, man. I'm like, come on. Versatility at its best, yes. baby. <laughs> no, no. And then you know we'll get a room. You know, on a strip property, and I walked out. Wait a minute, what the heck are you doing back there? <laughs> we got Matt Visca, loyal listener. Uh, if you guys want to check out some fun stuff, I'll let Matt give out his handle a little bit later. But yeah. Chris and Matt like to go back and forth on that. There. Devastated <laughs> Buffalo yeah. Bills fan yeah. over here yeah. to the core. Cincinnati Reds fan though yeah. too. Yes, also, yes, really? Reds so. Bills. How yeah. does that happen? It's been rough. It's been a rough <laughs> yes. thirty plus years. Mateo, the, the our newest producer. We've had like 20 of them on this show since Armando left, but he's the newest one. And Tommy, TomBartonSports.com. Tom, we're going to do some prop bets here. You're the man when it comes to prop bets over the years. Give out the stats. Well, listen, you know, the prop bets are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, big prop legs. I went with Kyle Juszczyk the last time San Francisco faced Kansas City to score a touchdown. You guys laughed at me, told me I had a Harvard bias. What happened? <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk scored a touchdown, right? I mean, it, the, you can find the prop plays. You could find the numbers um, with the prop plays. But this year is all that anybody cares about, right? I, my record speaks for itself. I absolutely have crushed the, the Super Bowl prop plays over the last five years. And I usually give out about five or six right here on the air. Over the last five years, you go back. I'm crushing them almost 75%. I, I'm, I'm finding the areas and the avenues, right? So with that being said, Tim, I will use Jack to go over <laughs> one, it's a half, receiving yard. He just, need, he just needs uh, one reception. Just one reception. That's it. He's gone over 30 yards in two games against Kansas City, over 20 yards in four of the last six games. He just needs one catch. I go back to the pass rush. I go back to the pass rush that I expect to be there, the double team of McCaffrey. What a great outlet. Throw it to the guy that in Harvard, when he played for Harvard, he was an H-back, which means he was basically a tight end coming out of the backfield. The guy can run, he can catch, and he's been utilized. I expect Shanahan to utilize him again here, and you're getting even money to just make one catch, to make one catch. I don't even mind the reception yards, which is three and a half. You can take that as well. I mentioned to you that I like San Francisco to run the ball, and I mentioned in the first hour, Give me over 134 and a half rushing yards. You're getting plus 120 back. Look, if you think Christian McCaffrey's going to have a big game, he could get here by himself. But add in the fact that they love the Debo Samuel sweep. Debo gets you 20, 30 yards, you're feeling pretty, right? What if Brock Purdy runs again, breaks one for 10, 15, even 20 yards? This is plus money at 134 and a half. I like that. I also kind of like the over 104 and a half for the team of Kansas City. Pachenko could get 104.5 by himself, but then you add in what Mahomes does. I expect some sweeps on their side as well. If you like the running game, these are two pretty good bets. How about Isaiah Pachenko? Longest reception under 11 yards. Look, the entire season, Pachenko runs really well, but he's got six catches that went for more than 11 yards. Six the entire year for a starting running back, right? 
I don't expect them to ask him to do much out of the backfield. I don't expect them to be a focal point on third down out of the backfield. So longest reception under 11 yards, let him catch it and just hit him right away. I'm fine with that. I mentioned the team to score last as one of my prop plays. And the last one I'll give you is Brock Purdy to attempt less than 32 passing yard, uh, passing attempts. Now, look, I know it's 31 and a half in some spots. I don't care. You can take that as well. In all of the games this year, every single game, he's hit 33 or more in only two. It's just not in the game plan for him to step back and throw, throw, throw. Look, one of two things is going to happen in this game. This is going to be a game that is running style, running simplistic, a tight, close game, or the Niners are going to run away with this. I don't see any scenario where the Chiefs are up 20 points and Brock Purdy has to throw the ball 40 times, guys. It's just, it's just not in the cards, not with the kind of offenses that they play. So Purdy... Under rushing, uh, under uh, passing attempts, I see rushing. Give me all kinds of rushing yards, but I'm not going player. Give me team rushing yards for both teams. I like Pachenko under the receptions. I like the last team to score winning. I like the juice to get involved, Kyle Juszczyk to get involved. And I'm basically going on a game where we sit back and we go, hey, for real football fans, it's going to be a running-centric game, and it's going to cash those running bets. I don't see a lot of air yards in this one. You might get them. But I'm not betting on or against those air yards. To that point, Tommy, uh, we talked about this. Matt Visca brought this up in the break. Uh, you know, during the season, right? Brock Purdy, uh, a lot less passing attempts, right? Nice. But actually had more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes during the regular season. So, uh, looking at that, those numbers, Tommy, when it comes to uh, passing yards in this game, uh, just listening to your analysis, I, my uh, my expectation is that you probably would look at the under for both these quarterbacks. But uh, Pat Mahomes under over under two sixty one and a half, and then Brock. Purdy over under 249 and a half. Uh, what do you say? I'd be afraid of the Purdy under just yeah. because the best team in the NFL for yak yards, that's yards after catch, is the Niners, right? Yeah. So I could see Brock Purdy throwing a five yard pass to Christian McCaffrey, breaking it for 75. <laughs> Brock Purdy throwing a 10 yard pass to Debo Samuel, who breaks it for 15, 20 yards. Um, in that same respect, you want a guy to go deep downfield. How about Marquez Valdez-Scanling over 13 and a half for his longest reception? I don't think he gets any more than three, four catches. Uh, I know Abby was big on, on Valdez-Scanling, but I don't think he gets more than three or four catches. Uh, and it, it, Listen, but he's going to get the big catches, right? So you start to look at it like that. I wouldn't touch the Purdy under just because of the yak yards. And the Mahomes under, it makes sense. I would probably lean that way. But again, it's still Mahomes. I used to say this about Brady. I could go down not betting it, but I'm not betting against this guy in this spot. Mahomes under one and a half touchdown passes, Tom, plus 150. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, he, the problem is this, Tim, is that they could contain him and shut him down. He could have one with, with seven minutes to go, and he could throw two in those last seven minutes because now – now the game plan is thrown out the window, and, and it's just Mahomes' time. That's the scary part about Patrick Mahomes. So you like uh, – what, what would you say is your strongest prop play of the, of the bunch you just released? Uh, you know, I, I really do. Uh, the best one that I have is the plus money one, obviously. I don't have any huge plus money, but that's the, the plus money one. Uh, the, the best prop play overall um, – that I would probably go with is the Brock Purdy. I just don't expect him to throw 33 passes. If you get the 32 number, that's my best prop play. I don't see him going to 33 passes. He did it twice, twice all year, guys. It's just not in the game script. 
Speaking of domination from an offensive standpoint, Tommy, what do you think? You look at uh, players that scored two or more touchdowns in this game. Obviously, key players at the top of this list. You got McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, Debo Samuel, and Rasheed Rice all inside of ten to one on all those guys. Uh, does it make sense to you? It, it, it McCaffrey could make sense. I mean, if you're a guy that's going out there and you're saying, I, I just think this is a Christian McCaffrey game, and I don't want to yeah. lay the two thirty or two forty, whatever you're getting to score one touchdown. Yeah. All right, I'll take a shot with two. All right, I could I could buy into that, and I could buy into that with Pachenko as well. Um, you know, I know that the odds aren't there. I was hoping Pachenko was going to come in at like 12 or 15 to 1 to score two. If they are having success running the ball and they have a lead late and he's running the ball, I could certainly see him getting two. One early, one late. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that could be eye-popping, guys. You take a look at uh, Isaiah Pacheco right now. Two touchdowns plus in this game, plus 500. That's a Ooh. juicy number to take a look at. So, just Well, if you really love the running, Chris, how about, how about a little parlay? Yeah. Uh, McCaffrey and Pachanko both to score two touchdowns. Yeah, because we, we need so many different ways. On, to, we on, we on, need on, so many more on, ways to bet, on, right, Armando? Now we can parlay props, guys. How beautiful second, is this? Second, I love did, this. Tim, did I just hear it's that? It's unbelievable. Yeah. You did. Parlay. Did he, he mentioned did Tom the Martin just mentioned yeah, well, no, Wait, No, 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 no. Talk to me, Armando. What do you mean? I have heard Tom chastise people. Why are you doing parlays? Bart, he's going after you now. I've heard him. I've heard him like... Just because it's the Super Bowl and people throwing no, five dollars no, 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 no. on like like wow. the safety and winning somehow. So why not? I need a drink now. Listen, I, I don't have a safety anymore. Over I now. The Top. two point conversion. They yeah. took away my odds for overtime. Yeah. I gotta have a little fun wow. here. That, yeah, hell's frozen over. Tommy, when when you said parlay, his eyes like lit up all of a sudden out of nowhere. He's like, "What did he just say?" <laughs> no way! Wow, where Natty at? I need Natty. If you're going, if you're going for long shot stuff, and this is what I was mentioning about the Christian McCaffrey MVP, it is the Super Bowl. If you are, I, I'm not. Look, I would advise that uh, to my clients. But if you're going out there and you're having fun, money. Then go for the big money. You know, don't go for I'm going to throw ten dollars to win fifty. I'm throw I'm going to throw ten dollars to win three hundred. Right? Go go crazy if you're going to do it and you're going to waste and give the, the sports books ten dollars. At least have a shot to you know go big time. I don't think you should do it. I didn't name one plus money more than one twenty on my prop plays. But if you're going to do it, go go all out. Right? Might as well. Speaking of going all out, I got to bring you in here, Matt Visco. Okay, so did did Tommy change your mind at all when he brought you that stat about about Travis Kelsey and having to what seventy one more yard or more yards in what twelve straight playoff games? Did it change your mind, Matt Visco? No. Are you still going to be no, laying coin all. on Travis Kelsey? I believe Kelsey will because, be under because Barton was just half. talking about how all these receivers for Kansas City and and San Francisco could get one catch and then just take Fran, it to the house. They need the key in. They need to key in on Kelsey if they want to win this game, and I think they're going to stop him. And I think, I think that's what's going to happen. So I like him under sixty nine and a half receiving yards. There it is, Barton. Barton. He, is. Said, he thinks Casey Travis Kelsey's going to be shut down in this game. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't see it. I, I listen. Yeah. I, I just. Uh, I don't think he's going to explode. But history is something that I won't. I won't argue with. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. By the way, I, I'm I'm putting a little something together here, and I'm just I'm just going to have a little <laughs> little fun with Armando. Uh, he loves the Travis Kelsey. I'm, I'm speechless right now. Tom. Wait a minute. I'm yeah. speechless. Wait, wait. You want you want the Travis Kelsey script is written? I got I got a parlay for you. I'm pulling pulling it up right now. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey. 120 yards receiving is plus 600. Daddy on right? the phone. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He's laying, Kelsey, he's laying out a winner for you right now, yards, Armando. Plus yeah. 600. Yeah. Travis Kelsey over eight receptions. Eight's a pretty solid number. Over eight receptions, get you two to one back. And Travis Kelsey has scored two touchdowns. 
you throw them all together, your ten dollars gets you a little over a grand. Okay, I want you to text me that because I want to do it when <laughs> yes. I go. When I go on hey, the way Tom, to the book. and then yes. Visk is going to lose a boatload of money yeah, if all those things come in. No, 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 no. no. But, text yeah, me that, and I'm going to no, on yeah, the way yeah. home. I'm going to stop at the book, and I'm going to do it. That, that, that's called. It's, I'm naming it right now. So if one of these companies want, want me to name their stuff, that's called the. Our, I have the script parlay right <laughs> yes. there. Yes. Hey Tom, what is the uh, marriage proposal? Uh, Odds, uh, Kelsey to Swift. Uh, you know, I saw that, and, and I, I laughed, and I said, ah, oh, that's just never going to happen. I wonder what the odds are. It, it's actually not that good of odds. It's like uh. two to one. <laughs> it's really not that good of odds. Um, uh. the, the, the odds that you mentioned at the beginning of the show, and I'm not joking, I literally saw this on, a, on an offshore, and the most they will take is $500 on it. How many times will Taylor Swift be shown? Over yeah. under five. It quickly went up to five and a half. And I was like, uh, can I take my mortgage out on my house, please? Is there any way that Soaring you guys will over. take you know, a couple over. hundred grand yeah. on this? No, $500 is the max. I, I got a better or one, guys. I got a better over, one. Over five times that she'll be shown. To jump on Tommy's back, I got a better one I saw was who will be shown more, right? And it has to be individual, so they can't be in the same picture together. Taylor Swift or Brittany Mahomes, and it was Taylor Swift minus four. So she would be shown four more times than Brittany Mahomes. Oh. What do you think about that, Tom? That's tough. tough because she's going to be in the boxer. I, ooh, ooh, I don't know. Are we counting commercials? Okay, why are we even mentioning her? Who is she? She's pretty good looking, man. Yeah. I don't know you've seen no, her. Man, come, come on. Man. Come didn't on, brother. She, didn't she do a swimsuit spread, yeah. too? She just, she just, just did with Sports did you see Illustrated. That? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I it was good, right? Yeah, yeah she, she looked, looked good to me. Very man. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because we gotta count, you got to ask, are we counting commercials? That's, that's where the sports mm-hmm. get in trouble. Yeah. Right? No, you're right. I mean... I mean, you know, you, you start to look at it. She doesn't have any commercials with Booster Boy yet, but she will. And maybe she's got some new ones for this. Maybe both of them getting a shot at the same time or something. Who knows? And that's how you lose your parlay. What about some other fun ones we always talk about? Coin toss, uh, Jello, or excuse me, Gatorade color. What yeah. else, Tom? Yeah, Gatorade color is always a fun one. I like the orange because I've seen both teams use orange this year. Gatorade color is always fun. And do not go out there. By the way, the second most tickets being written after Kansas City right now are, is heads. The second most. Do not pay for heads. But I know a lot of these sports books have minus 105. You can get even money if you shop around. So all the legalized sports books, there is even money. Heads or tails. I've never bet on heads or tails. I would bet tails every single year. I never bet on it. So I would know. I do like that uh, Reba McIntyre over the Star Spangled Banner. I didn't put any money on it, but I did. Uh, I did read a lot about. Uh, she she takes her time. We'll just say. <laughs> and also a, an interesting prop there too regarding that the national anthem. Will there be a word forgotten in the national Ooh. anthem? Is also a prop Ooh. that's out there as well too. Think about it, guys. Uh, I I would say no, right? Because this is when you're talking about the Super Bowl yeah. games. I mean these these are monstrous events. So there's all kinds of rehearsal, right? There's all kinds of thought going into it. There's all kinds of preparation. This isn't just a regular season game. This isn't just, you know, run-of-the-mill type of situation. Is it Reba? So, yes. She uh, won't forget a word. Reba yeah, McIntyre, yeah. So, yeah, but it's out there. They're just the possibility, okay. I guess. But don't they even uh, throw the words on the screen? Like I'm a... It's a, a karaoke a style right here. We got, we got, we got, we got a little TV screen going out there on the field. for the Now, Now, I have a very important question that's something that... All of us have fun with. Here we go. Every Sunday during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Tommy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. He's there. How do you feel about this year's uh, <laughs> halftime show? <laughs> 
I heard they got a guy that leads you down the aisle or something like that. So I, I don't know. It's going to be this, this guy. They, okay, I, I don't know. He's, he's a cedar. Oh, no, no, an usher. That's what it is. An usher. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Yeah, so, I didn't know. It's somebody that would lead you down so, the aisle and sit you where you are. Okay, they give so, it a, a, nice, a nice guy a chance, I think. But I just want to know how we're going to play this tomorrow. Are we going to, like, it's like. He's going to decimate it tomorrow night. You, know, it, right? you already know that. Yeah, okay. I was just checking. It's know. called the night I after like, the I Super like Bowl and Tom Barton. When they asked Nick Bosa, um, what Usher song do you think he's going to open up with? And Nick Bosa looked at the camera and said, I think it's going to be, yeah. They said, oh, really? He goes, yeah, because I can't name another single song. Wow, <laughs> Nick, I'm exactly like you. I couldn't. Now, Abby could roll off about 10 of them. I couldn't name another Usher yeah. song I, <laughs> at all. Okay. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know. What, what's what's going to be his first song, Armando? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's going to be something well, like, hold on, yeah. Hold on just hey, a second. I actually know some Usher songs. So I was uh, like, no, hold on, hold on. Help you out a little it's bit. The one, go it's going to be the one with Justin Bieber. It could be. Then, yeah. See, that's the thing. That's the thing, right, Tommy? And guys, is that know, it's all, all, all a song. lot of these halftime shows are about what? Collaborations, yeah. right? It's about yeah. bringing yeah. people Alicia, in. Alicia yeah. Keys is going to be yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on now. I'm sorry you don't know who that is, but yeah, it's up. Alicia Keys from New Yorker. I know Alicia Keys. Yeah, color me surprised. Guys from Brian Feldman. The last good halftime show that we ever had. Oh, here we go. Let's be real. <laughs> Which what was it? Prince. You too. Prince. Prince, Prince was unbelievable. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. Well, Br- Prince no, 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 no. You know what? Bruno Mars was pretty good too. Bruno Mars oh, was darn on. good. <laughs> he was. And look, you guys are. I, look, I get it, Tommy. You guys ain't. Omar, you guys aren't Bruno what Mars. About guys. Katie Perry. Bruno Mars. Tommy's what about Katy Perry? Tommy's What about Katy Perry? Okay. No, no. Katy Perry was good. I, I mean, Katy Perry was okay. Perry I don't know. Good. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watch. I watched Katy Perry yeah. in a sports book, or, or, or it was a big bar. Yeah. I didn't hear a word. It was. A, it was one of the best performances I've ever seen. We were at the strip club, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't exactly. Yeah. I didn't hear a word. I was looking at Katy Perry. It was good, damn good performance. I liked right, it. Right. Right. Guys, so, uh, this is the this is the type of halftime show we rip the halftime yeah, shows we apart do. every that, year. That'll be on the show tomorrow night. Yes. My, well, my Tommy Martin is, definitely does. Tommy books? definitely does. Yeah. Well, listen, guys. Will the sports books cancel all the bets when Taylor Swift decides to give an impromptu concert and they cancel the Super Bowl because she's so so big? Will they cancel all the second half bets? That's the question. <laughs> I like where your head's at. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> guys, let me get this in. Brian Feldman chimes in. Uh, he likes Kansas City. 30 to 28. So KC in the over. He likes his prop play is Patrick Mahomes scores the first points in the Super Bowl, 16 to 1. And he says, uh, love you guys. If you can tune in tomorrow morning on Out of Line at 8 a.m., Mike Jones, former NFL linebacker with the Rams, made the tackle, right? Remember that Mm -hmm. against the Titans? And Bernie Fratto, there you go. Somebody was asking about Bernie earlier. Bernie Fratto is going to be on the show tomorrow. 8 a.m. right here on Fox Sports Radio, out of line with Brian Feldman. Uh, I listen all the time to Brian because in the morning for me. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock in the morning morning for you guys. And he puts on a real good show. Got a couple minutes to go, guys. Any closing notes here from anybody? I'm just amped up, right, guys? I mean, we're talking about a it's Super about Bowl time. in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, are you really kidding? Are you really kidding? See, now I am so fired up, Armando. Are you really kidding, guys? We're having a yeah. Super Bowl in Vegas. Tommy, Incredible. wish you were here, man. You could see it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> that it is. It's going to be a spectacle. Even us, even us that aren't going to be in the building because we aren't yeah. high enough on the totem pole to get uh, Super Bowl credentials. <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be fascinating <laughs> to watch without question, right? Just to oh, see yes. 
how it's all going to shake out with this game here in Vegas. It's the well, NFL, Chris. Let me ask you this, guys. Let yeah. me ask you this because this is this was brought up to me. Somebody said, "You know Vegas." I, I said, "I don't know, yeah. I know that much about it." Um, I know that that Vegas prides themselves on the Golden Knights pregame show and all that, and I know it makes people sick that are are outside of Las Vegas, but. Why would they not hire them to do the pregame show? I wonder if they did. I wonder if there's some kind of connection because people in Vegas uh, just absolutely love it. Has anyone heard anything about a connection of like the, the aesthetics of it? Is it going to be over the top like Vegas likes to do? Well, it'll definitely be Vegas-esque, right? I mean, maybe there's just no connection between the Golden Knights, right, and the NFL and everything that's, uh, you know, with the politics there. Maybe there's not a connection. So they might not have done that. But you was. know that, Tommy, you know the deal. Tim, yeah. Armando. Mateo, Matt, it's gonna be it's gonna be a show. Yes, at oh, the yeah. beginning here, that's oh, gonna be uniquely to be. Vegas. It will. You know they'll find yeah. a way to do it. Yeah. I don't know how they're they gonna could do throw it. Throw some showgirls out do there. It. Yeah, couple of showgirls. So. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, you know, Definitely. I'm not one of the uh, NHL fans that that get real upset about uh, you know <laughs> the, the theatrics. I think it's interesting. I think it's new. I think it's cool. And I think the NFL could use some of that right before the game. I think that would be fun. Matt Visca. Any closing notes you want to drop your Twitter handle? People can uh, find you and Chris arguing about politics on there as well. Oh, yes. Uh, can find me on Twitter at, at vsmack44. And, uh, hey, go Niners. That's all I got to say. Mondo, man. Closing, closing notes here. I'm just really, really looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, not just, you know, about uh, how badly we're going to rip apart the uh, halftime show, but <laughs> it's just, you know, again, I, I'll go back to the way we started. I mean, I, it, it is very strange to me that at one time there was never a thought that we would ever have, you know, an NFL team here, mm-hmm. uh, a Super Bowl, let alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it was just unheard of thinking. You, there, there was no way, you know, they would, uh, they used to have a show, the Las Vegas show on NBC. They wouldn't run commercials on the, during the Super Bowl, you know, on the same channel that it was on, I mean it. it I mean it to me. It's, you know, and I remember traveling to Super Bowl cities to go, you know, to Phoenix, to San Diego, to just to see the environment. And now it's here in my in, in my backyard. It's, um, it's like the final thing that had to happen, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, for Vegas, it's very exciting to me. I mean, I'm really, really looking forward to this. And then, you know, uh, we'll see what happens if. Uh, Unfortunately, my conspiracies come true. So, but I, I really hope it doesn't. But it's what how I feel going into it. One last quick note, Tim. I just feel for Raider Nation, man. Because oh, either way, it. they're screwed. Love if it. the Kansas City Chiefs win it, I mean, yeah. it's your hated rival in the NFC West wins it. If the Niners win it, it means your you know your your, your Bay, Bay Area, Area yeah. companion is going to win it. Uh, I just feel I feel for the Raiders. What's the what's you the think too much? What's yeah. the go to tomorrow win on the uh, meal and beverage? The go-to is going to be wings. It's always wings, man. When it comes to wings, you know, nachos, Super Bowl Sunday, you're wrong. Uh, Seven-layer dip Taco. is going to be going strong <laughs> at the at the uh, house party I will be attending, and uh, cocktails will be flowing. And of course, uh, I'll be doing the pose. The, Cap- the Captain Morgan pose will be in full effect nice. tomorrow for Super Bowl Sunday. No Crown Royal and tacos, baby. There you there go. Is. Yeah, Tom Barton. Tell us about TomBartonSports.com and what is your go-to meal tomorrow at the house? We're having an assortment here. We're having tacos. We're having sandwiches. We're having some wings. We're going to do some apps. It'll be a, a full uh, <laughs> buffet experience for me. My man, you're not going I, to I, a casino or anywhere? You're going to stay home, really? 
Yeah, yeah. Listen, I've, I've been having the last uh, two years. It's it's tough to pull away from your ten year old who goes, uh, you know, wants to watch the Super Bowl with you. It really is. So, oh, you know, I know that doing one. A, yes, we're doing yes. a small party here, um, but but we're doing a party. We uh, we have boxes. We have everything. Uh, guys, go check out. I'm going to be working all day to get you even more stuff at TomBartonSports.com. Please go check me out at TomBartonSports.com. I'm not even trying to give you the month anymore. Look, tomorrow you get every Super Bowl play, every Super Bowl prop for 25 bucks. Go to TomBartonSports.com. You get it right there. Everything. There's no extra fees. There's no hidden. It's all right there at TomBartonSports.com. I am hitting 66% right now this month. I'm hitting 67% in college basketball on the year. I am red Hot. You don't want to miss the NFL tomorrow. You don't want to miss the Super Bowl. Go check me out at TomBartonSports.com. And, guys, one quick final word here is I think we're going to come back tomorrow. We will be absolutely not shocked at any outcome. San Francisco wins big. Kansas City wins big. Or either one of them lose small. I don't think any outcome is going to shock us. That's the making of a really good Super Bowl. Thanks for joining in tonight from all the guys and crew, cast members, whatever you want to call it from Heat Wave Sports. We wish you a good Sunday. Enjoy the game. But make sure you tune in at 10 o'clock tomorrow night for the Super Bowl recap show. It's Heat Wave Sports. It's only on Fox Sports Radio. Good night.